It's not the news you wanted to hear, but Bally Sports will be broadcasting Pelicans games again this season. But what if I told you it's actually a good thing? Plus, we'll talk to Jonas Valanciunas and why the Pelicans aren't running it back entirely. It's Wednesday's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday, another episode of Locked On Pelicans, because we are back to five days a week, the number one Pelicans podcast. If you want to support the show, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube and comment down below on YouTube. And if you want to become an everydayer where you're listening Monday through Friday, that is the best thing that you can do to support the channel. We're going to be covering everything about the team this year. I'm excited. I know you're excited too. We're going to be looking at all sorts of stuff in today's show. And I also have a fun show planned out for tomorrow that's going to center around a media day. I just had the like flash of inspiration. I'm actually going to record it right after this so that we are going to be ready to go because I don't want to lose that at all. So... Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So I got some news, and you knew this was coming. If you are a longtime listener, if you're an everydayer, in fact, of Locked On Pelicans. You're not surprised that Bally Sports is going to be broadcasting Pelicans games again this season. I know there are pain points with them. I know everyone kind of hates them, but this is something we've covered a lot here. Looking at the bankruptcy that their parent company, Diamond Sports Group, went through, looking at what the Utah Jazz and Phoenix Suns are doing to broadcast their games locally with just an antenna and you can get it. We've covered all of that. But I've also told you, expect Bally Sports to broadcast Pelicans games this season. And the Pelicans, the other day, two days ago, announced, yeah, that's what's going to happen. So why are they doing this? Well, hold on. Let's back that up for a second here. I understand that Bally Sports isn't popular. The streaming service, Bally Sports Plus, at $20 a month is just kind of too expensive if you simply just want to watch Pelicans games and they don't have like other content that they really should have on there to kind of make that a good value add. But if you need to at least watch a game, well, it's an option, an option you didn't have before. I want to give them a little bit of credit for that. I do also think the actual app works now. There were periods when it didn't, but last year I didn't really have any issues using it and I use it for away games. Home games, could not tell you. Away games, that's what I use it for. And I do think the quality of the broadcast overall is good. We love Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels and Jen Hale. 
And I think they've gotten better with some of their graphic packages, building in other things that they're trying to do to make the broadcast more interesting. So I wanna give them credit for all of that. The cameras have gotten better when they first took over, the camera quality was terrible. That has all really improved in my opinion. Okay, but I get it. It's hard to, you can't get Bally Sports just on any streaming provider. You might have to pay an additional $20 a month. That is expensive, and I completely understand that. And it's just kind of a pain. You want to just be able to turn on the TV, and there's the game. You want to be able to go to a bar and watch the game. But if they don't have Bally Sports Plus or you know a service uh, cable provider that has Bally Sports, well, then you can't do it. And it limits the availability of the games, you know, like region-wide, I guess. And that's not great. You want to see the fan base grow. You who are a fan of the team want to see the fan base grow because, look, we all like having more friends and it's just nice seeing something you care about thrive and other people care about it too. So given that it could be so much better, it could be cheaper, why did the Pelicans stick with Bally Sports? Diamond Sports Group. We're going to use those interchangeably here. Well, I'll tell you why, because according to Sports Business Journal, on September 1st, the Pelicans received their schedule rights fee payment from Diamond Sports Group. That is, they estimate, and this is the line from Sports Business Journal, considering Diamond's annual fees are in the neighborhood of roughly $40 million per team. So let's assume that that's the Pelicans, and I don't know if that's the actual number, if it's less, if it's more, or whatever. Probably it's going to be a little bit less than that. But let's call it 40 the reason that Bally Sports Plus is going to be carrying games or Bally Sports is going to be carrying games because they paid the Pelicans $40 million on September 1st. Now, there's also a contract in place saying that if they do that, they get the rights and it's not like the Pelicans just taking the money and being like, screw you, fans, right? It's not like they could necessarily just say like, no, don't pay us and we'll just do our own thing. Maybe, maybe not. But... Because they got paid and because there's a contract, that's also part of the reason. While Diamond Sports Group is going through bankruptcy, they still own the rights as they sort through all of that. So that's a big part of the reason that that contract is still very much enforceable and there's not really a whole lot the Pelicans could do. If they tried to get out of it, would Diamond Sports Group sue? Maybe, maybe not. And maybe that's the route they go, but there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to that. But that $40 million is also a lot. And when... Diamond Sports Group went bankrupt. I said this is a, a it, the immediate reaction is this isn't good for the team necessarily. I said this months ago. It's echoed in the Sports Business Journal article. And it says here, so the, the fees are in the neighborhood of roughly $40 million per team. There's consternation among NBA teams as to how a mispayment will affect their franchise. League, league executives say individual teams would have to recoup lost revenue through ad sales and direct-to-consumer streaming packages. And while the NBA would produce the games, teams would have to pay for production costs and negotiate a deal with their linear TV partners on the split of these costs. And it has a quote from Magic CEO Alex Martins. If we have to get to that point, I think we can pivot quickly. But financially, there's no way in the first three to five years that we'd get to the same financial spot where we are today. We'd have to, we'd just have to slowly build a broadcasting business. There you go. This is where it's kind of always like follow the money. The money is Valley Sports is making it easy on the Pelicans. They don't need to invest in other things, which they did look at, and I've reported on that and told you all that, here first on all that, that they looked at bringing things in-house. 
before re-upping with Bally Sports. But that costs a lot. And it's going to take you years before you're getting that kind of revenue to the amount that you would get from this contract, this deal with Bally Sports. Put this in the context of the luxury tax. And this is why I say it's maybe a good thing, at least right now, that the Pelicans games are going to be on Bally Sports. Do you want this team to be competitive? If you want this team to be competitive, right? Like it's a rhetorical question. Of course you do. They need to pay the luxury tax. They're one of two franchises that have never paid the luxury tax. If they all of a sudden had a shortfall, not just of $40 million, but all the money you have to sink in on top of that, say another 10 to $20 million to kind of build out a broadcasting enterprise before you're even bringing in revenue. So say they have a shortfall on the low end of $50 million. Are they going to pay the luxury tax? No, they're not. You know that. I know that. This team does, at times, cheap. And if you want them to pay the luxury tax, having money coming in is only going to be a good thing. Now, it shouldn't be on you, the fan, to have to choose between two real bad options, right? Valley Sports Plus, not paying the luxury tax. Which one do you want, right? They should be mutually exclusive, and maybe they're not. So that's where things stand, and I think that's why, look, I do think the streaming option is fine. It's more expensive than it should be. Yes, I would like them to grow the fan base more because, look, that would only benefit me and Locked On Pelicans here, right? Even more people tuning into the show. And we had something like 4 million views and listeners last year, I think, was the number. That's insane. So, obviously, I would benefit from that. But I get why they're not doing that. It's not an ideal situation. And, again, I'm not really here to look out for Gail Benson's pocketbook. I just get the reality of how it all works and I explain it to you as such. But for them to not lose $40 million and be able to keep operating and hopefully put a contender out there, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. And it still sucks, but at least, you know, it's an option and it's keeping the team trying to be competitive. Now, if they get cheap and try and like duck the luxury tax, like I'm going to be annoyed with that anyway, but... Given all of this too, it's like, well, if you're going to just be cheap, then get us a better streaming service, a better broadcast and all of that and make games more accessible. I do think eventually that's where it'll go. I do think we're also going to probably park the Bally Sports discussion for the foreseeable future. This is something I get asked about a lot. I don't know if there's a ton more to really go into great detail on with it as we gear up for the start of the season and during the season, but I'm sure something will come up at some point. All right, coming up next... Jonas Valanciunas to have, I put in there to have, Valanciunas to have great role. I meant to say greater role. I'm just going to leave it in there. Um, but that was silly. Yeah, maybe it's going to be a great role. Did Jonas Valanciunas have a good game? The Twitter account is going to love this segment. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Like, I don't know, a hurricane here in South Louisiana. Look, you're, you're prepared for a hurricane. You have water, you have batteries, you have flashlights, you have snacks, you probably have MREs. Do you have medicine in there? 
And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Because if you don't, the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Say you need to get a refill and need to call your doctor while you're evacuating. Is your doctor also not evacuating? Are you going to be able to get in touch with them? And Jace Medical makes sure you have the medications on hand, and they handle everything from the online evaluation, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout over on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday for y'all, the number one Pelicans podcast, talking everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. If you want to support the channel, become an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday. We're back. We're still going to do the live shows Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. And if you want to join the Locked On Pelicans Insider Group, it's on this service called Substack. You can text me now. Go sign up. The link is in the description down below. They offer a 14-day free trial. I'm a little tied up this week, so I'm not going to be as active, but I'm going to send some things tomorrow for y'all through there. Um, Give it a try. If you don't like it after 14 days, that's okay. If not, the show's still going to be here, but we're going to have a lot more as we get trade rumors, things like that. I'm not putting them out there on Twitter anymore. They're going to come through the subtext here. If you have questions, just thoughts that I have too, I'm going to send in there. There's going to be additional content and things. The subtext should be a lot of fun. And Another quick plug here, and this is for Christian Clark of NOLA.com, The Advocate. He wants to hear from Pelicans season ticket holders. How you're feeling going into the season, what made you renew your tickets. If you want to get involved with this, email him. It's cclark, C-C-L-A-R-K, at theadvocate.com. Okay, let's get into Jonas Valanciunas. No more plugs here, no more... um, there's probably other plugs going into the next segment. Let's be realistic here. Uh, but no, no Bally Sports Plus stuff. But I want to get into this because it's going to tie what's going to we're going to talk about in the next segment. Jonas Valanciunas has been in a lot of rumors recently. Will, will he be here next year? Is he the starting center? Is his fit bad? Right? Can he defend properly? I'm expecting him to be used a whole lot better this year. I watched a lot of film on teams James Borrego, the new associate head coach that's going to be in charge of the offense, has run. And they use their centers, their bigs, in a lot of very creative ways. And Jonas Valanciunas, who's kind of more of a back-to-the-basket big man, right? Like, get him the ball, let him post up, let him do his thing. And then, you know, maybe he also grabs some offensive rebounds and goes back up and puts it in. But he ends up kind of being like a high-usage guy. And, you know, we measure usage rate basically in the sense of it's an estimate of the percentage of team plays used by a player while they were on the floor. So say someone has a 30% usage rate, it means when they're on the court, basically they're taking a shot or turning the ball over or getting fouled and going to the free throw line 30% of the time while they're out there. There's five players. Seems like everyone should be around 20% if you're chopping it up. But certain players are more ball dominant. Zion Williamson, you get him the ball a lot, so his usage rate goes up compared to, say, Herb Jones, who's more of an off-ball guy, catch-and-shoot guy, that doesn't have the ball in his hands, isn't taking as many shots or using as many possessions as Zion is. Jonas Valanciunas 
is a fairly high usage player because of the style of play. You get him the ball, he kind of goes and does his thing, and it's really as simple as that. And his usage rate on the team was, of guys that played significant minutes, was the fourth most behind Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and C.J. McCollum. He needs the, That's just kind of the way he is. He's not a catch-and-shoot guy. So when you have someone like Trey Murphy, who's at 16.6%, catches the ball, shoots it, that happens however many times, but it's not like he's like actively using tons and tons of possessions. Valanciunas, to get him really going and be effective, does. But I do think there's a way to involve him more where the possessions don't end with him, and that's going to come into his passing a little bit. He's a better passer, I think, than people realize and give him credit for. In terms of big men, he is pretty solid when it comes to passing the ball, I think. When you look at his two years here in New Orleans... Last season, he assisted on 11% of all makes when he was out there on the court. The year before that was 14%. Those are actually pretty good numbers, I think, for a center that isn't someone that's actively like running your offense and things like that. So to have an assist rate kind of at that level, I think, shows that he's capable of doing more. That's higher than Herb Jones. That's higher than Trey Murphy. You know, that's right in line with Larry Nance Jr. And it's not far behind guys like Kyra Lewis Jr. or even Dyson Daniels when you look at the two years that he's kind of been here. For a center to kind of be at that rate, I think shows that you can do a lot more with him. And that's something that I expect here. Yeah, he's going to be the starting center, it feels like, this coming season. And it looks like they're going to kind of have more or less run this roster back with all of the main guys that are getting minutes and things. But if you use them differently... Well, that kind of changes things, I think, a little bit. And one thing that I would not be shocked to see him doing is involved in more like dribble handoff options or even getting the ball kind of at the free throw line or the free throw line extended and creating kind of out of that like mid post area. He's a willing passer, a decent passer, and with his size does have very good vision. And if you use him in dribble handoff situations to just simply create some space, right? That's where it's kind of like, uh, an inverted pick and roll or a reverse pick and roll kind of, but not always, right? You have the big man with the ball in his hands and he uses his body to kind of set the screen while he has the ball. And then the guard just comes and kind of takes it like a handoff, like a running back. And you have space because the big man just kind of put his body in the way there and it works. And I would not be shocked if they use him a lot like that. That's one of those type of actions that can really get guys going. I would not be shocked if you see that with Trey Murphy when he's out there on the court more. You can spring guys open for three-point shots with that. With a guy that works really well off-ball running around like Jordan Hawkins too. I'm excited to see what this offense can do with those type of sets, those kind of things. And I think Valanciunas is going to be, as I'm like breaking everything here and making the camera blurry, is going to be a big beneficiary of this. And so as maybe the talks have cooled on trading him, I think they feel pretty good about him, too, going into this season. And I would not be shocked if they end up giving him an extension at some point just to kind of shore that up. So keep an eye on Jonas Valanciunas going into this year because I do think he could be in role for, well, in role for a great, greater role, great role, as I say here, as the typos there on the little sidebar, the rundown of today's show. I think you'll see him used 
properly. You know, I also think defensively, which is where an issue comes in, they might just run drop coverage with him where they back him up, don't let him switch and defend on the perimeter and kind of just let him play a style of defense, a scheme on defense that's just way better suited for him. You know, this is a big year for Willie Green and the coaching staff, which has been revamped a little bit. I think this is a year for Willie Green to kind of show that he's not stubborn and stuck in his ways with certain things. And so if you can find the right way to get the most out of your players, which playing Valanciunas in drop coverage in other ways would be, I think is going to be a very big thing and something that's pretty important too. So we'll see if that ends up happening. But I'm pretty optimistic that we'll see maybe not like a banner year, a career year from Jonas Valanciunas, but him just used properly and that fit being better than it was before. And if they do that, are they actually running it back, even if you have the same roster, even if you're, if you're just simply doing things differently? I think the answer to that is yes. And so I'm excited to see what they're going to do because while on the surface it seems like they're running everything back, they're not. Let's take a look at what I mean by that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Snap into action this football season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. They're going to be running a bunch of promos this weekend, is what I just got told, including ones around around the LSU-Arkansas game with profit boosters, particularly if you hit a three-leg parlay. I don't know if it's live in their app yet, but it's going to be there. So look for that three-legged single-game parlay on the LSU-Arkansas game, and you're going to get a profit boost. Hold off on betting on that until the weekend, till we get a little bit closer, and I can confirm it for you. But I think it's a great time to get in on FanDuel. Get more money. You know what's going to happen in that game, Tigers fans. And the app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. You can also use it for college games and the official sports betting partner of LockedOn. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team the number one Pelicans podcast. If you want to support the channel, become an everydayer. And don't forget, for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Saints podcast. Saints 2-0 after that Monday night win over the Carolina Panthers. Offense still doesn't look great. Ross Jackson's breaking it all down. Do we need to be worried about Derek Carr? Did the check engine light come on the car, turn on on the car? That was a terrible joke, and we're going to move on from that. So... We were talking about how Jonas Valanciunas is going to be used differently. James Borrego is coming in to revamp the offense. Maybe not revamp, but add more motion to it. He's going to run a motion offense. There's going to be more off-ball movement. There's going to be more sets, more actions. Less isolation-heavy style ball that they were running under Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. And so, if they're really going to change that, if they're really changing the player performance and care team, so they're bringing in new coaches... Gone, Teresa Witherspoon, Ryan Pannoni, and others. In James Borrego and others. And they're letting go of Aaron Nelson, which has been reported previously. 
And if you read NOLA.com, Christian Clark, the article out there today talking about what David Griffin had said at a recent event about how they're making other changes to, you know, the coaching staff, the player performance, the care team, sinking some money into that, even if they're not changing the roster, they're not really running it back. Yeah, the players might be the same, but they are doing things incredibly differently, I think. And to me, that's what gets me most excited about this. I think when you look at just pure talent on the roster, it's there. It's good. This team feels like they could be pushing for the top four in the Western Conference. You know, pushing for it, not necessarily guaranteed there, but they're in the conversation. If you go, hey, I have a feeling they're going to finish fourth, like you're not... If you told that to me, I wouldn't say you're crazy or anything. So... There's talent here. So do you need to massively shake up the roster? Yes, last season was a massive disappointment, and injuries were the main problem for that. But also, bad offense was too. You know, even without Zion, when you had a healthy Brandon Ingram and a healthy C.J. McCollum, it shouldn't have been as much of a slog as we saw it. Okay, they're fixing that, or at least like attempting to fix that. We don't know if it will be fixed or not for sure. But that's doing something, right? There's something to be said for that. Okay, your guys don't stay healthy and you've had multiple players not really love the route that Aaron Nelson goes. Okay, you get rid of them and you revamp that. And while we don't have specifics on that yet, you're doing something. You know, that's not running it back. If injuries have been the thing that's keeping you back from the success that you want to have, do what you can to kind of avoid the injuries. That's easier said than done because there's already two right now with Trey Murphy needing surgery and Jose Alvarado spraining his ankle. But at least you're doing something to help during the regular season. And I like it. I'm a big fan, not of change for change's sake, but to kind of identify something and go, okay, we need to fix this. We need to change this and target it. And they're doing that. They needed to change the offense. They absolutely did. They're doing that. They needed to do something when it comes to injuries and other things. They're doing that. It's not running it back even if the players are going to be the same because the players are going to be doing different things. In theory, they're going to be injured less. That's something different. They're going to be moving differently offensively. There's going to be different core concepts for them to execute out there. This team is not running it back. Running it back would have just been like, all right, we hope everyone stays healthy. And David Griffin said at this event, hope is not a plan. Which, by the way, a couple of years ago under Dell Demps was Fletcher Mackle's line when they ran it back and it didn't work. That's correct. Hope isn't a plan. They came up with a plan this offseason, even if it meant they weren't really changing the roster. I like that approach to things. I think these players can be good. I think this team can be good. I think you probably agree with me on that. Most people around the NBA agree with me on that. Remember when we had Howard Beck on the show at the beginning of the offseason? And it was just like, if they're healthy, they're good. If Zion's healthy, they're good. And it's really as simple as that. I'm excited to see what this team is going to be capable of. And I'm very optimistic, whereas others aren't. Vegas has kind of a weird win total form. Other people don't see the changes to the medical staff, the player performance and care team. And the coaching staff is bigger, is big deals. And we do because we know how important that is for them trying to be the best version of themselves and the team they can be. So... Hope isn't a plan, but what they've done this offseason is, even if it does look like they're running it back, but they actually aren't. All right, coming up tomorrow, which I'm going to record after this, I'm going to wear the same shirt, and I'm not going to even try and pretend here. Training camp's getting close. 
you're going to get all the cliches coming out of media day and we're going to guess and we're going to play a little game of who some of these cliches fit. And I'm excited about that. We're going to have fun in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll see you all next time.